Hello and welcome to All Villa No Filler, a podcast all about Aston Villa, the world's greatest football team, of course. It's also the home of the man they now call the Polish Cafu, Matty Cash. The Villa right back made his debut for Poland over the last week. On this episode, we're joined by football writer and author Ryan Hubbard. He has also written a book about Polish football called From Partition to Solidarity, the first hundred years of Polish football. Ryan is here now to tell us all about how the English-born Cash came to play for Poland. Uh, So first of all, hi Ryan, it's great to have you on the show. How have you been? How have you enjoyed the international break? It's been a bit of a patchy one for Poland, hasn't it? Yeah, it's been a bit of a mixed bag, really. Uh, Obviously, Andorra was always, uh, I say in the bag, but it's it's the easy game, obviously, of the two. Once at that point, qualifications already confirmed. So Hungary was always a bit of a damp squib, in effect. But it would have been nice to have earned a victory and, you know, had a better chance of qualifying for the player France as a seeded team, but uh, mm. a defeat it is with a with a slightly weakened team. So qualifications confirmed. So in that sense, it's a good thing, but it could have been a lot better. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, as we've been saying, obviously, uh, Matty Cash was called up to the Poland squad for the first time over this international break. He made his debut uh, against Andorra as a substitute and started the game against uh, Hungary. I know his his uh, his appearances were quite limited in terms of actually minutes on the pitch, but overall, how do you think he did in the in the two games that he did uh, he did play? He looked good against Andorra. I obviously came on as a second half substitute. Uh, got forward down the right hand side, uh, put a few decent crosses in, you know, to, towards Lewandowski. Uh, yeah, he he looked like he could make an impact. Obviously, he started against Hungary uh, a bit more of a uh, not as good of a performance shall we say uh, I think it was quite a lot of pressure on him uh, his first game in Poland his first time he'd actually been to Poland as well uh, as we found out before the game uh, you know uh, there was a lot of talk before the game about um, would he sing the national anthem and and you know very uh, speaking very little Polish uh, and I think that he did quite a good job of that actually he surprised quite a lot of people let's be belting it out uh, and yeah, I think that got a lot of uh, a lot of people on his side. Uh, his performance started off decent. It sort of waned off a little bit as the half went on, uh, and then got pulled off at half time. Uh, he could have could have really been sent off uh, just before the break as well. Made quite a bad tackle, got booked for it. Um, so probably uh, probably saved his own skin there by getting pulled off. Um, but yeah, all in all, it was a decent start to his international career. Could have been better, and you know, hopefully, we'll see a bit more from him going forward. How has he been received in Poland? Because, I, because, because, from my perspective, obviously, you know, I'm a, I'm a Villa fan. I also come from kind of a uh, Polish uh, descent myself, so I was I was obviously massively interested in 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 how and why he was called up. But amongst kind of you know Polish people generally, Polish football fans, um, has it has it been a, a generally a positive reaction to him being called up? It has actually, I think. Uh, there's always a thing between uh, Polish football fans and po- uh, players who play for the national team who have not necessarily been born in Poland. We've seen it with uh, most recently, I think, with Ludovic Obraniak uh, was one. He was uh, born in France. Uh, we had Damien Perquis as well, who was born in France. Both are both of Polish descent. I think they struggled to learn the language. They they didn't really integrate, and I think they got a lot of heat from that. Uh, they started off 
when they started playing for the national team, they put in some decent performances. And, you know, I think they could, did get quite a bit of back in. And I think that probably stems as far back as going towards, uh, you know, I think we're talking getting on for 20 years ago when Emmanuel Alissadebe, uh, then obviously a Nigerian-born uh, player, uh, he sort of uh, gained citizenship and started for the Polish national team. So it's there's always been a bit of a mixed bag with it. And I think there's a lot of scepticism when it comes to a foreign-born player coming to play for Poland it does especially when they come from a country such as England who have got a depth of riches in that position it's it's always uh sort of a worry that uh that, that they're only coming to play for Poland because they can't get in their own national team I think I think that is a, that is always a bit of a concern but he seems to have embraced it he seems to have embraced it quite a bit he's embraced his uh Polish family uh you know he spoke very uh highly of his uh, mother's side of the family and, and and his links to those roots and, and how much he wants to learn about it, how much he's uh, keen to learn the language. And, and that is quite different to some of the other players who have not really embraced that. So so far, it's been very positive. So how did it um, how did it actually all come about? Because obviously, you know, you, you, you see his name, he's called Matty Cash. Um, you know, you wouldn't necessarily expect him to have any sort of connection to Poland whatsoever. So how did the Polish FA manage to kind of see that potentially he was someone that could be called up to the Poland national side? So what the Polish FA are very good at is uh, looking at all the Poles who live abroad and, and searching abroad, particularly in Britain. Uh, and trying to find talent that way. There are a couple of uh, Polish youth clubs. Uh, this will crack up, have a bit of an academy in the UK as well. And they're, and they're very good at searching that out. Uh, and I think from what I heard, it was actually Matty Cash. It was he, he came forward uh, to the Polish FA and sort of put his name forward and said, you know, I had Polish roots. You know, are you interested sort of thing? Uh, as far as I'm aware, he sort of put his name forward under the previous president, uh, Zbigniew Boniek, and Boniek didn't really have any interest in that. Uh, under his reign as, as president, they, they've tend to steer away from foreign board players coming to play for Poland. But uh, once his tenure was up and the new president came in, uh, he's been very keen to sort of push that sort of thing and, and look abroad and look at the wider scope of things. And yeah, since since he came in, he's sort of opened up, and yeah, he's, he's straight away he's he's got his citizenship and he's ready to play for Poland. Just on that point as well, um, does it depend who is in charge? Because obviously, in the past, you could argue that um, the Polish FA came under criticism for not being more um, uh, decisive in in bringing the likes of Lukas Podolski into the Polish setup and especially Miroslav Klose considering his impact for Germany is that what it boils down to then is it whoever's in charge they might think that we want to bring through more um, people who are Polish born in Poland and then there might be another group in charge later on who might think well actually no we want to look overseas and see if there are any any potential people we can bring in from from other countries I think there are elements of that definitely uh, that that is the situation uh, as I've said a couple of names before, uh, Perkis, Obraniak, uh, they struggled to sort of integrate. And and I think it was Grzegorz Lato, who was the president at the time when they were brought into the team. I think he was a little bit more open to that. Uh, and I suppose it depends on the coach as well. Uh, at the time, it was Francis Szczmuda, who was the coach who brought those sort of players in. He was a bit more open to it. And, and since then, we've gone to uh, coaches like uh, Waldemar Fornalik, Adam Nawalka, even Jerzy Jencek to a, to a to an extent who have not been as interested in in that sort of thing but also i suppose it depends on the caliber of the player that's coming through 
it's, it's probably been a, a while since there has been a player, uh, you know, of uh, Matic Cash's calibre, I suppose, who who has been able to, who has Polish roots and who has been able to challenge for a spot in a Polish national team. So I think it is a combination of all things. And, and I think having a coach such as Paolo Sosa, who is obviously not Polish, uh, and, and the way he's in, been embraced into into the Polish football community. Uh, yeah, I, su- I suppose he's got a different outlook on it and and is willing to embrace that sort of thing. Perhaps any other generation, Matty Cash could have well been called up to the England team. Have Poland fans kind of made that point as a, t- as a way of almost accepting him and, and, and bringing him into the fold? I think it's been, it's definitely been made. The point has been made. I wouldn't say it's more of a point of acceptance. It's more of, I think, Pol- as I mentioned before, Polish fans are a bit worried that it's just a, a backup. But but Polish fans and, and Poles in general, uh, they wear their hearts on their sleeves. So so things like singing the national anthem as he did, his his keenness to learn the language, it, it all resonates and it all, it all gives off a pos- positive view of him. So that has sort of tilted it in his favour. And, and I don't think people are looking at it as much now as, oh, he can't get the England team and he's coming to play for Poland. You can see that he's embracing his Polish side. So for, for Poles, that that makes all of the difference. From, from a, a, a formation and tactical perspective, um, for Aston Villa, predominantly this season, particularly under Dean Smith, who's obviously now gone, um, he was uh, playing in a, a sort of a 5-3-2. So he was more of a kind of a wing back and he was thriving. He, he scored his first goals for us this season, playing in that formation and was probably our standout player in what's been quite a disappointing um, start. I've seen Paolo Sosa um, plays a, a similar formation um, for Poland. Do you, do you kind of... Do you expect him to carry on playing in that in that sort of position? I know Sousa's probably come under a bit of heat for the result in particular yesterday, and and who knows how long he'll remain as Poland manager. But um, do you, do you think that that's where he'll he'll sit? Do you think that's the, probably one of the reasons why Sousa's called him up because he plays in that sort of right wing back formation? Yes, definitely. It, it was one of the things that was mentioned before this this round of international games. It was he does fit into Sousa's system. Uh, the other player who sort of fills that role, or the other two players that you have. Uh, Bartosz Bereshinski, who is a, a much more defensive-minded player, and you have um, Kamil Yuzhiak, who is a much more attacking player. Matikash sort of sits in the middle. He, he He's a bit more defensive, but he is much more adept at attacking than Bereshinski. So, yeah, he is the kind of player that does fit into Sosa's system completely. And, and in terms of Aston Villa's uh, profile in Poland, do, do, you, do you think that... Um... I mean, do, do, I know Villa, Villa are obviously a, a big club on a kind of a European level, um, particularly given their successes in the 80s, I suppose. Um, but do you think that this will kind of encourage people to perhaps follow Aston Villa? You know, Matty Cash, along with Aston Villa's performances, do you think that will increase the profile of Villa in Poland? Yes, it's definitely got the potential to. Uh, Poles are big fans of the English Premier League in, in general. Uh, they, they tend to follow a lot of foreign leagues usually because the, the Polish extra cluster is not as good uh, as them. Uh, Germany is obviously a, a big one because of Lewandowski, because previously they had uh, Bojtkowski and Piszczek at Dortmund. Uh, yeah, France is, is started to pick up as well because uh, there are a couple of uh, Polish players who have played in France. But English football is the big draw. You, you do see that a lot of Poles do have English clubs already. Uh, naturally they gravitate to, to the same ones as any other foreign fans do. It, it tends to be your Chelsea's, your Liverpool's, uh, your Manchester City's, Manchester United's. Um, but yeah, there is a definite um, 
potential draw for for Polish fans to Aston Villa. Uh, I'm I'm a Leicester City fan actually, so we saw it a few years ago. We had uh, Marcin Wasilewski, who, yeah. who was uh, you know a massive uh, fan favorite in Poland, and and you did see that sort of interest in Leicester. I mean, we were we were not a Premier League club at the time when he signed for us. Uh, but that whole story that we went on, and it was you did see a lot of Polish fans become invested in it because he was one because he was our player. Uh, so yeah, that, I think there is definitely the potential for that. I mean, with with Sousa's future, would you expect first of all Paulo Sousa to to guide Poland to the World Cup if they make it there, and uh, and would you expect Matty Cash to be selected for an appearance at the World Cup? Because obviously that that was a big draw for him wanting to play for Poland in the first place. Yeah, uh, I think as you said, it's Sousa's future is a bit in the balance at the moment. Um, it does depend on whether he qualifies for the tournament. Uh, and, and obviously, given the results, uh, given the result against Hungary and the potential of uh, dropping down as an unseeded club, uh, as an unseeded team, it does make it a bit more difficult. If Poland do make it, Sosa will lead them there. Uh, we did see prior to the Euros, it was uh, the former manager, Jerzy Brzezinczyk, was sacked uh, prior to leading them to the Euros and, and Sosa took over before the Euros. Uh, but since then, Poland have also had a change at the top of the Football Association. Uh, the president used to be Zbigniew Boniek, uh, the former Juventus player. He's he's now his terms expired, and they have a new uh, a new president, uh, uh, Cesare Kulesha. Uh, he seems to be, uh, you know, a bit more sentimental and a bit more. Um, he does seem to want to stick and, and look at the traditions, and and he has that sort of. He doesn't want to break things up so so if Poland do qualify then yeah I think Kalesha, uh, sorry I think uh, Sousa will uh, lead the team to the World Cup and yeah it, it depends on how uh, Cash fits into the team uh, so far he looks to be doing good and, and as I said he uh, he fits into Sosa's system so as long as Sosa continues to employ that system then there's no reason that he can't he won't be at the World Cup All Villa No Filler on Twitter Instagram and Facebook. You mentioned earlier that there are actually a couple of that, a couple of options that can play in that kind of right back, right wing back um, position. Because I, I was, I was, um, I was uh, thinking that perhaps you know that was an area of weakness for Poland. So that was one of the reasons why um, sort of Cash uh, was sort of you know his citizenship was sped up and he was brought into the squad. Um, but, but but is is that actually an area of a bit of competition? Do you think he will have competition on his hands to actually nail down that that position? He will have competition, no doubt. Uh, we saw it yesterday. Uh, he, uh, he was substituted off, and it was Jurjevic who came on to give Poland that bit more of an attacking threat, shall we say. It's it's a strange one because he was brought in for that reason that, that there was a gap there. That there was no one who fulfilled Cash's particular role. As I said before, Juzviak is that more attacking player. Bereshinsky is that more defensive player. And there was no one that sat in that middle ground. So, yeah, he does have that competition. And, you know, if he doesn't perform, then Sosa will have players who will fill that slot. But he was brought in for the specific balance between the defence and the attack. And just to go go back again to an earlier point, you mentioned with uh, players in the past, the likes of Wallace Davy, and I think Roger Guerrero was Brazilian born, yeah. and Perquis, all those, all those players. Um, obviously, their citizenship was sped up. I mean, from a personal perspective, my dad went through the has been going through the citizenship process, and it's only just come through, and he's been sort of banging on about that for um for a for a number of months. Is there some animosity that you know regular polls, perhaps not so interested in football, um, look at these sort of 
foreigners and get frustrated that it kind of it's one rule for them another rule for for other people i've not seen much of it to be honest uh, it wouldn't surprise me i mean i don't obviously know your dad's situation if he's if he can play left back he might he might, <laughs> he might get his uh, citizenship better i think, I think his, pa- his pace deserted him many years ago unfortunately <laughs> but yeah no i don't see it. i think it's more of a uh it's a peculiar i can't say the word peculiar peculiarity yes yeah. um yeah uh, you know you, you do tend to see it the opposite way you tend to see the poles uh going abroad getting citizenship especially with think, the way things are politically recently um you know getting british citizenship or, or so forth so to to see a british person actively wanting polish citizenship it's it's i suppose quite a novelty in that sense um specifically you know particularly someone who has you know particularly not that attached to his Polish roots historically, but, the, but they want to learn about their Polish roots. So, it, so it's kind of seen as a positive thing, I think. And I've noticed that in myself, uh, particularly because, you know, writing about Polish football uh, from an English perspective. So you do get quite a lot of um, uh, focus and, you know, you're the English guy that writes about Polish football. You know, why do you do it? Why are you interested about it? And, and there is quite a lot of interest in it that way. So, yeah, I don't think it's been a negative thing so far, but, I suppose that that would depend on how his performances are over the next couple of months. Uh, and what do you make of the kind of British press reaction? I, I saw um, you had retweeted an article uh, where uh, where a newspaper in this country had um, had had fallen for uh, for a bit of a practical joke, where um, Matty Cash's name had been translated into the Polish equivalent of of, of Matty Cash. Um, what, what what do you make to how how he's been sort of received in the in the press? Yeah, it's. Uh, I think a lot of it is. Um, it was. It was quite a. Um, it was quite a fun news story. You know, the, the Polish press made quite a lot of not fun of it, but you know that they, they took it quite lightly, and they, you know, like I say, making jokes about uh, that he changed his name to Mateusz Gotówka, which is mm. which means Matty Cash in in Polish. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, and like you say, they mocked up a, um, a fake Polish driving license, and as you said, the sun. Uh, seemed to take it uh, at face value and thought thought that he had actually changed his name uh yeah so it's um yeah it's it's been it's been obviously a lot of uh, publicity for polish football I, I suppose in a sense so so and for for a country like poland which doesn't necessarily get a lot of focus on its football other than Lewandowski, it's yeah it's quite a novelty yeah absolutely i think it's it's one of those things that particularly for me and hopefully for a lot of lot of football fans in general it's just a, a very interesting kind of you know nice nice story and um you know i've i've obviously been following you know the official polish football twitter account and and the villa f- account and, and they've they've interviewed cash a few times they've given him kind of like these these little kind of polish lessons things to kind of like look out for on the on the pitch as well so it all it's all good fun and and lighthearted so uh, it's, it's, it's i think it's a great story both of villa uh, and uh, for Poland. Um, so, uh, Ryan, thank you very much. We'll, we'll leave it there uh, for now. But just before we go, can you let us know where we can kind of find your details online and also about your, um, you know, y- y- your book as well? Yeah, no worries. So you can find me on Twitter. It's at Ryan underscore Hubbard. Uh, and yeah, my book is called From Partition to Solidarity, The First 100 Years of Polish Football. So it's just a, it's a history of Polish football intertwined with uh, the social aspects of Poland over the last hundred or the first hundred years of its football between sort of the late eight, uh, the late 19th century to the late 20th century, uh, intertwined with all the political sort of stuff with communism, wars, that sort of thing. So, 
yeah, it's not just a straight up football book, but it's football is the main sort of thing that holds it all together. So yeah, hopefully there's quite a lot of interest for, for a lot of people who uh, don't know a lot about Poland as, as a country as a whole. Great. So it's a sort of combination of, you know, football and social history and everything like that. Yeah, definitely. Fantastic. Brilliant. Okay. Well, thank you very much. And thank you everybody for listening. Uh, I've been your host, George Zielinski. Again, thank you for joining us today, Ryan, and do take care. Thanks. And it's goodbye from me. Uh, we'll be back this weekend to discuss Stephen Gerrard's first game in charge at the Mighty Villa. We expect Matty Cash uh, to start in that one. But until then, come on, Super Aston Villa. <laughs> <laughs>